Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of M365 Voice. I'm Antonio Mayo. I'm Sarah Hazi. And I am Mike Malani. And we're here with another episode for you today. I think we're going to take another question out of our jar. Yep, so I have you... my prop. Are you ready? I think we're ready. Do it. All right. The question this time is, when and how do you use OneDrive? OneDrive. OneDrive. When and how do you use OneDrive? That's a pretty general question. One of question. Mike's favorite topics. I love OneDrive. Yeah. I should have worn the OneDrive t-shirt actually. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted those too. We could have had a theme, a theme day. Um, when and how do you use OneDrive? Maybe we should talk about personal versus work because we could probably cover That's both. A good idea. And when you say personal, you mean consumer OneDrive? Uh, I meant how do you, Antonio, personally use OneDrive outside of your work life? Oh, okay, got it. Uh, so, uh, in terms of personal life and OneDrive, I do use OneDrive Consumer Edition uh, for personal backup of files, and that includes family files and especially photos and videos. Um, I have my phone syncing photos automatically to OneDrive. I've actually configured all of our family's phones to conf to sync photos automatically to the single OneDrive account. Um, which I'm not sure if that's kosher or not, but it works. Um, and that's how we centralize all of our photos. But that's consumer and personal OneDrive usage. Uh, and then uh, professional or work OneDrive usage is through our corporate tenant uh, and OneDrive for business. Um, yeah. And I would say I, I'm not a big user of OneDrive. Um, most of my files that I work with, I store in Teams. Uh, sometimes SharePoint sites, but primarily Teams these days. And I have a few folders locally that sync to SharePoint sites um, underneath the team or uh, that sync to OneDrive for business. But I don't sync everything. I'm not a huge OneDrive user personally. Hmm. What about yourselves? Um, similar on the on the consumer side, I only sync my, my pictures from the phone under the consumer OneDrive. Uh, nothing else. Um, I used to store my OneNote in my personal OneDrive, and then my consumer one moved it to the business. Uh, but I quite, uh, I quite use the quite a bit the the OneDrive for business. I use it a lot actually. I live in it more than anything else. Um, I have a lot of a lot of my documents um, into into my OneDrive. Um, I use it for sharing information with with uh, with clients as well. Um, so it's pretty, uh, yeah, I depend on it quite a bit. Yeah, I'm the same. I have the OneDrive consumer version. It's where I back up all of my photos too. I've also started using the personal vault feature mm -hmm. in the OneDrive consumer, which I actually really like. So that personal vault for storage of things, you know, vaccine information, passport information, um, uh, you know, the TSA pre-check ID number and all of those kinds of things. I like yeah. using the personal vault for all that. Um, and then I use, I still have all of my personal files um, in the OneDrive consumer. And I always think to myself, I should move them over to my OneDrive for business because I have my own Office 365 tenant with OneDrive for business. I need to at some point port everything over there. Right. But I'm in Thanks. OneDrive all the time, personally, work-wise. Um, I use OneDrive every day as well. And it's, unless I'm sharing something with a team or on a specific SharePoint site, most of the documents that I create, I think, start off being created in my OneDrive. 
and then I'll share them via Teams after I have them ready to go. So I really follow that methodology of first save it to my OneDrive. Once I'm ready, I might share it with a few other people from my OneDrive and then I upload it to a team when I'm ready to share it with the team. I still a little old school and starting off documents. I start them on my desktop and then I move them to these other places. Um, I've just never gotten out of that habit and it's really fast and I can do it on an airplane or I can do it elsewhere. So the whole, uh, I used to travel a lot, as you know. Mm -hmm. So being able to work remotely, uh, offline, in the air, uh, wherever, sometimes with an internet connection, sometimes without, no, with an, without an internet connection was really important. Um, and, you know, the sync, the wonder of sync has come a long way in the last few years. Yes. I, it's, it's not that long ago that we didn't trust the sync, but it has become very trustworthy now. Um, so Microsoft has done a great job at rebuilding the sync client. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which is good. I just I've I've not gotten to my default being put everything in OneDrive. You know what though, the OneDrive Sync client works so well. And just one instance of it in the past week, right? I have a Surface laptop, a person for my personal use. I also have a Surface Go. I'm getting ready to actually go on a trip, and so I was preparing a bunch of things on my full Surface laptop, and then I was getting my Surface Go ready, and I actually just went in the OneDrive Sync and selected to save those files locally, so I can work on them offline on my trip on the Surface Go, and it's amazing how seamless it is when you're moving between multiple devices, yeah. either multiple work devices or multiple personal devices. That sync makes all the difference. Yeah, I love the sync. Um, even though when we had, it was the previous version, what they called it, the Groove uh, sync client. Yes, Groove. Uh, yeah, we had some challenges, and if you're syncing multiple devices, sometimes it will not work, but at least it will give you an an error or a notification there is a sync issue and you have to fix it. But with, with uh, the, the new OneDrive sync client, it's awesome. It's, it's really, really cool. I've never had any issue with it. I've all, I have multiple devices like, like everyone and always had no problem. Even when I open the same document in multiple places, uh, it does recognize me. It recognizes that I'm opening it somewhere else and then it will merge the actual content together if I'm working on an office document. And it's pretty, pretty handy uh, to make sure that I have access to all the files locally everywhere I go. The one thing that you want to make sure that if you're traveling, and if you want to work like you, you just mentioned, Sarah, if you're traveling, make sure you have to sync, you, you, you pull down the actual files. So you hydrate them, what we call this hydration of files, uh, which makes make sure that you can access them offline. That sounds so professional. You must be a consultant, Mike. We're going to hydrate the files. <laughs> yeah, because the term of making it cloud only is called dehydration of the files. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's a good point. And what's the default for that, Mike? So if I have files in my OneDrive for Business um, in the cloud, so, so in the OneDrive for Business site, is the default that they are synced down or is the default that you only see which files are in the cloud and you have to um, hydrate them. Yeah, so the, the, the default, if you move any content into your OneDrive site, so if you're using the browser and you have moved anything there, that will show up in your sync client, but they are not available. They are cloud only. They're not really synced down. Yeah. Uh, the other option, if you move them into your sync client locally, they are automatically hydrated. So they're not all because you're making a local copy 
you will see that the actual status is a green check mark, which means you can have them available for you in an offline mode. So right. a filled in green check mark equals fully hydrated. Correct. That is correct. Sorry, I love that term. It sounds so fancy. <laughs> so I've often um, hydrated files. So I have files in my OneDrive for Business site and I can see them in my um, you know, Windows Explorer and I want them locally. So I've done that. How do you dehydrate them? So I, I, I want them to remain in the OneDrive for Business site, but I don't want them locally. Can you do that? So you can do that manually. So you can right click as uh, you can right click on a file. Yeah. And then uh, you can say uh, it's called it's not dehydration. It's called uh, let me just try it right now. Is it called there. save locally or don't save a local copy or always keep a local copy or something? Yeah. It, it will it will tell you you have an option called free up space and then it will dehydrate the file and then it will be cloud only. That's option one if you want to do it manually. Right. Option two, you can set up your Windows 10 to automatically do it for you, and it's called Storage Sense. Between Windows 10 and OneDrive, you can set up that after 30 days, well, if, if, you're low, if you're running low on disk space, and this is one of the common questions I get, what about someone has a terabyte of, of OneDrive and they don't want to consume their disk space because with the files on demand and that basically making sure that you dehydrate or hydrate files, you don't consume a lot of disk space. However, if you are running low on disk space and you have that storage sense turned on, you can set an option to clean up. It's not really, it's called clean up, but it does not really clean up, it dehydrate the files. It will automatically dehydrate the files from OneDrive if you're running low on disk space and if you have not used that file for 30 days. So it will kind of try to, to clear, to, to come up with some more space for you. So you can do turn that wrong automatically from the Windows 10 settings, and it will work. It will, it will detect that you have the OneDrive enabled, and you have that files on demand already enabled as well. And then it will uh, it will automatically dehydrate those files if you are running low on this space at a specific quota, like 80% of your of your total space. And and how does it determine again? So you're on low on this space and files that you haven't touched in or you can set it typically the default is 30 days but you can yeah. set how, how long have you not touched the file and it will dehydrate those files for you gotcha automatically automatically oh cool uh, except if you have an option called always always keep on or always i thought it was called always keep on this device always keep on this device so always keep on the device it will change the check mark to like a green check mark Yes. To a dark green check mark. And that option automatically does not work. Does not, it does not get impacted with the automatic dehydration. If you have always keep on this device, it will not dehydrate the file because it means that I want to keep it on this device regardless if I'm running out of this space or not, unless you manually free up the space. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Um, now, when it comes to OneDrive for Business. Um, I've always been curious about how different organizations roll out OneDrive for Business. I've done a few rollouts of OneDrive for Business, but they tend to be fairly big bang type of events. Um, so I'm wondering, Mike, when people do, you know, organizations do roll out OneDrive for Business, what approach do they kind of take? And in particular, I'm curious about known folder move, if that gets used often, how that works. 
Yeah, no folder move is is a really cool feature. Let's just park it for a few seconds before answering your first question. The typical deployment of OneDrive is without the sync folder. And if someone or if an organization have never been in the cloud, have never used the OneDrive, they just release SharePoint, Teams, and OneDrive together without the sync client. So they have access to their OneDrive in the browser. Just because they still have, they need to plan moving their, their personal network share into OneDrive. So there's some planning behind it. So yeah. first thing is just, yes, let's give them the storage in the cloud and then let's plan, uh, let's plan the sync client to be properly installed because you can do the silent installations. Although it comes with Windows 10, but typically you're not signed in. You can do these some GPO settings. Uh, you can turn on a few things. You can do the silent, uh, silent uh, login as well. And part of that, we used to actually push a Windows 7 to Windows 10 upgrade uh, as, as an incentive to use OneDrive. Because with the known folder move to the cloud, this is a really cool feature where your My Documents, Pictures, and Desktop will automatically be backed up into your OneDrive. So anything that you drop in your Documents folder that you have it under your favorites, or you've pinned it in your desktop or the pictures, they automatically get consumed into OneDrive. They sync, they've been synced to your, to your account. And then you come back with a new fresh installation of Windows and then you have you have OneDrive sync client installed and everything comes back to your pictures, documents, and desktop. Really, really cool feature. Um, and it's it's called it's backup my files right now. So if you go into the settings of OneDrive, uh, it's basically you have the option to do a backup and you can pick and select which one you want. Most organizations do the documents and desktop and skip pictures because to just say pictures, just kind of pictures. Uh, Depends. Some do or not, but most organizations skip pictures, and you can also control that through actually settings. If you do it through Intune or Endpoint Manager, or you do it through GPOs, you can definitely control all of that. That's great. Um, did you say that you can turn off the OneDrive for Business Sync client with GPO? Yes, you can. Absolutely, you can. You can. You can turn that off, and then once you're ready, you can turn that on. You can also turn off the the settings to 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 sync. The consumer OneDrive, so you don't want organization to do to sync right. their personal spaces. You can turn that off also. Um, you can turn off from the tenant syncing um, on a device that is not a domain joint. So you can specify by AD. So I'm not on a specific public uh, public PC, and I decide to install OneDrive and sync my files for corporate corporate files or whatever, and I leave that PC and then the files are there. So you can do a lot of restrictions on what you can sync and what to sync and where to sync as well. Right. Uh, but the thing I love in the folder move to the cloud or the backups is because I have multiple and everyone, all of us have multiple devices. Even back before this feature, and I used to be, been a user of OneDrive since the I was created, like it was used to be called the SkyDrive before. SkyDrive, yeah. Um, I used to have the habit when I get an email and I save an attachment to my desktop. And I go to the second desktop when I'm traveling, I'm like, oh, damn, it's not on the desktop. So I lose the actual attachment. So with that, I don't care what I, if, I, if I save it to the desktop or not, I can get it from anywhere. That's right. cool. Um, the settings that you were just talking about, about controlling which um, 
tenants you can sync from. So I have seen a lot of organizations really interested in those, right? Because it is a bit of a, for some organizations, it is a bit of a security hole that a person can go sign up for their own Office 365 tenant, um, uh, even a trial tenant, um, and connect the OneDrive for Business sync client to that tenant and synchronize your work files to this other tenant, right? They're still synchronized to Office 365, but a different tenant that the corporation doesn't uh, control. So have you seen organizations want to shut that down through those same settings you just talked about? Absolutely. We just actually rolled it out to one client. Not only we shut down this uh, syncing of the consumer OneDrive, is to shut down the syncing of any tenant except their own. Right. Um, right. This is really from a, yeah from a security perspective. You don't want to have two one drives and just drag and drop five from one to another. Either right. they can still do it in other on the other means, but it's it's easier to make mistakes that way. It's easier to go and save a corporate file into the wrong space. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you control that through GPO or Intune or either one? You can do it through Intune as well, but you can do it through GPO as well. If you, so if not into you haven't de- haven't used the Intune or Endpoint Manager to deploy your OneDrive, you yeah. can you can set it up through through GPOs. Okay, very cool. Um, yeah, I, I it's it's uh, really it has come along really really well, especially from an Intune deployment. Back in the days when when we first started with a new sync client, all of these configurations were through scripts. So you have this whole PowerShell script and you push it through Intune and it configures all the GPOs and all those policies in the registry. Right now, a lot of them are in Intune, so it's much, much easier to deploy. Right. Um, now, when rolling it into Mike, have you seen situations where clients want to roll it into uh, in a big bang approach, so just turn it on for everybody? Or is it usually in a phased approach where you turn it on for different departments or batches of users? Yeah, let's uh, let's assume you've gone through the pilot deployment. Typically, you go and you pick 100 users or whatever, 20 users, 100, 200, whatever that is, from pilot one, pilot two, and everything's okay. Uh, no, you don't want to do it. Like, you, you don't want to do it more than four or 5,000 at a time. Uh, from, from a deployment perspective, just in case something goes wrong, from a support perspective, because it's a, it's a lot different. If you have never used OneDrive, people are still confused. Where are my files? Are they in a cloud? Are they locally? So you're going to get a lot of requests, a lot of request calls, a lot of email support. Uh, so for the entire organization, it's definitely not recommended. Typically, I would say go 10 to 15% at a time. Okay. And how do you control that? How do you roll it out to just, so, because there's no OneDrive license, right? Mm-hmm. It's the SharePoint license. Correct. How do you control that? So um, if, so the, if you're, are you talking about the same client? How do you control the deployment of same client or the deployment of OneDrive in general? OneDrive in general, I was thinking. So a couple of ways. Uh, one is you can hide the icon, but that's not the, the actual, it's not a, a solid solution because someone knows what the OneDrive URL can go type in the OneDrive will provision that URL for you. Exactly. Uh, the second one, it's, it's the very old SharePoint 2013 way. When you go to your profile, and then when you, it gives you an option to create your personal space. And so the, the actual security settings of, of in the profile, you can have groups. You can say, typical, the group is allows you to create a personal space. So you disable that and you create a group. And that's basically how you control it. You start adding people to that group. That's what I was thinking. That's because it, it's the old my site controls, right? Exactly. 
It's yeah. the only site control. Okay. Okay. Very cool. Um, awesome. Uh, do you guys, so I want to touch on something you guys said a moment ago around um, where you start creating files. So if you're going to start a document, do you literally start it in OneDrive first? And if so, where do you, like, do you go to the OneDrive site and go new document there? Or do you go on your desktop to a folder that's synced to OneDrive and create a new <laughs> document there? Like that part I've always been curious about because it's very different than, like I said, I'm still old school, right? Click on the desktop, new document, and then start working or open up an existing one and start modifying. So what do you guys do in that regard? Like starting a document and then how do you move it to these other locations? So if I'm creating a new document from scratch, so not based on another document, I'm not cloning another document, I'll just open up Word, PowerPoint, Excel, whatever it is, even OneNote, and I will create a new file from there and just save it directly to OneDrive. So okay. I just go to File, Save As, save it directly to OneDrive. Um, I find that that's easier than going to OneDrive in my browser and clicking on the new button. It's just a yeah. fewer set of steps. If I'm cloning another file, so let's say, because I just was doing this to prepare for an upcoming conference. If I'm going to clone a file, let's say a previous presentation that I've delivered, and I want to one-off it to create a new version, I actually go to my OneDrive Sync client copy over the file using my OneDrive sync client and then start modifying it in its new location. Gotcha. Um, yeah, very similar. I would say 80 to 90% I start in my OneDrive, whether I'm cloning a document or I'm starting a new one, I just start with the OneDrive. I, I don't think I have any any document outside of my OneDrive folder. Really? Yeah. Maybe some things I've saved in my desktop, because I know desktop is now part of my sync to my OneDrive, but uh, I had, I would say, close to zero documents outside of my OneDrive. I think I actually have yeah. zero documents outside of my OneDrive. Everything is in my OneDrive. Uh, but I start in my OneDrive, and, and it depends on the scenario. A lot, of, a lot of times I now start, if I'm not starting in OneDrive, my second option is I go into my Teams, and then whatever that team, and I start a new document there. Yeah. Or I drag and drop from my OneDrive, or I move it from my OneDrive into the team, and could continue editing that one in, in Microsoft Teams. Right. I I do um, I do like what you said a moment ago, Sarah, about you know opening up Word, starting a document, and then in File Save As, you can choose OneDrive as a location. That I thought was very cool, and and probably fewer steps than going to OneDrive and you know new document from there and then opening it. That just feels very I don't know archaic to do it that way. Yeah, especially since if you go to OneDrive and click on the new button, it's going to save it in, depending on where you live, you're going to save this word differently, the root or the root of your OneDrive, <laughs> then you got to move the file. If you yeah. create it in Word, PowerPoint, Excel, whatever, and do file save as, then you can choose where uh, what folder you want to save it in in OneDrive. It's just fewer steps. So right. it's better if you're um, being economic, economical with your number of clicks. Um, most of the stuff that's in my OneDrive is documents that I've shared with others through chat. So dropping a document in chat, it gets copied to your OneDrive right. and then gets shared from there. That's most of my content in OneDrive. Yeah, so let's share that scenario with with our audience because a lot of a lot of confusion on that side is yeah. where does OneDrive fit between SharePoint and Teams? And yeah. it's much a complement to each other. So to your point, Antonio, that if I'm doing a private chat, I'm not part of a team, so private one-on-one -on -one or one-to-many chats, it's a group chat. If I drop a file into that chat, it's going to automatically take that file, put it in my OneDrive, 
and automatically share that file with all the audience I'm chatting with with editing capabilities. So that goes directly into, it's called a Microsoft Teams chat files folder inside your OneDrive. Yeah, exactly. All right, do we have anything else about OneDrive we wanted to share or ask? I can give you a full day workshop, but it's, we, don't, we don't have a lot of time. You can give a full day workshop on it. I think several. All right, well, thanks you both. Yeah, good topic. Um, thanks to you both. Um, and thanks to everyone. Hopefully you've learned something about OneDrive here. We'll Bye, see everybody. You on the next episode. Thank you. Bye. Bye.